Cause sometimes I be right Hello Welcome To this show <laughs> Arriving a little late this week Apologies uh, You know Got some Got some fun stuff going on in the old personal life Gotta come in a little late it's all right, though. We're here now. We are gathered here now, and that's all that matters, right? And since we are here, we do have a lot to discuss and a lot to go over. So let's get right to it. What up, Cyber Family? If this is your first time joining us, welcome. This is Sometimes I Be Right. I am your host, John Farris, reporting live from Trash Can Studios. As always, joined by my co-host, Wally. Say what up, Wally! So, of course, you know, we got to give you that good old finals recap. It's official. It is over. The Denver Nuggets have won the 2022-2023 NBA Finals. Four games to one over the Miami Heat. Your series MVP is Nikola Jokic, a.k.a. The Joker. I was wrong. I came in. I said the Heat would win in six. Um, I said Denver was getting praised and looked at as some sort of super team, some juggernaut, but they had some good matchups in the playoffs. But that Miami would come in with their shooters and their, their culture and Jimmy Buckets, and they would come in and give them some fits and some trouble and some problems. And they would win in six. And, uh, you know, Denver pretty much a, a gentleman's sweep. And uh, and those of you who called it, who said it, you were right. I was wrong. Uh, maybe I bought in a little too much to Miami. Or did I? So let's first just start off with congratulations to the Nuggets, to the Nuggets fans, um, to the media who picked the Nuggets to win. <laughs> To all of you who picked the Nuggets to win, congrats. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, The Denver Nuggets were better than the Miami Heat in every way. They were just the better team. Miami, I don't don't want to get too much into, I don't want to get off of the praise for Denver first. Denver, from top to bottom, all of their guys showed up and played and played up to their best, performed, and played their role and did it well. Joker was Joker. Murray played well throughout the series. Um, Aaron Gordon did exactly what he was supposed to do. Michael Porter Jr. kind of struggled a little bit, but he he had his spots where he he did what they needed him to do. Guys off the bench played well. Coach coached well. Like they did what they were supposed to do, right? For me. My takeaway from this whole series is, is Denver great? No. Not by any stretch of the imagination will I say that Denver is a great team, that Denver played great, that they were unbelievable, that they were unguardable. I don't think so. A lot of these games were fairly close, fairly competitive, where you could just kind of see Miami's not far off. Miami's not completely overmatched. 
Miami has no business being on the same floor. It wasn't that. The reality is, is Denver showed up and played like Denver. Miami showed up. They never showed up. Miami's second, third, fourth options, those role players, your Caleb Martin, who the conversation entering the finals was how he should have been the conference finals MVP, how he played so well. How good is he? What's he going to be able to do? Blah, blah, blah. Max Struess. Yeah, guys like that didn't show up. Miami was the worst scoring offense throughout the regular season. Got into the postseason, and everyone elevated their play. They got to the finals, and no one showed up. Except Bam. Bam Adebayo showed up. But the, the sad part about it is, they let him do that. Denver said, if Bam Adebayo is going to beat us, then so be it. But we don't think that that's true. And it wasn't. These guys did not show up. They did not play well. And I'm going to point the finger right at one guy. Jimmy Butler was terrible. Coming into the finals, again, I was ranting and raving about how Jimmy Butler's a top five player. Jimmy Butler deserves more respect. Jimmy Butler's vastly underrated. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler. We all remember the bubble finals against... The Lakers and how Jimmy Butler was a one-man wrecking crew. How Jimmy Butler was carrying that Miami team. How Jimmy Butler was unbelievable. I thought Jimmy Butler, this was his moment. Where he's going to come show and prove. I was wrong. He didn't show or prove. In fact, he was downright terrible. Terrible. In game five... Single digits going into the four? No, no, Jimmy, no. <laughs> Jimmy, no. <laughs> it, this can't be life. <laughs> Unbelievable. Then he got on a little hot streak, 13 straight points. Ooh, you thought this was it. Games close within the balance. And then terrible three, jacking it up, contested. Then comes back down court, makes a move in the lane, gets stuck. Just throws it right to Caldwell Pope. Turns it, just throws it right to him. Here. There you go. That's yours. Hold that. Terrible. Downright terrible. I will say, though, the thing I love most about Jimmy Butler. Post-game press conference. They asked him about his ankle. He said, nope, my ankle's fine. I'm not hurt. Just didn't play well. We just lost. I do love the fact that he was not making excuses. He does not even hint at excuses. He does not even say, no, my ankle, you know, it's a little sore. You know, it hurts. I was having a hard time doing certain things. But, you know, it's not why we lost. He didn't even allude to the fact that there was something. No. Just didn't play well. Just lost. Compare that to, like, Jason Tatum just last series. Was talking about how it sucks that he hurt his ankle on the first play and he couldn't really get it right. Like, I'm not making excuses though. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Jimmy Butler don't do that. Jimmy Butler's not about that. Jimmy Butler, no excuses. 
I just didn't play well. I'm not hurt. I'm completely fine. Ankle's fine. Just didn't didn't get it done. I love that. To me, that's super important. That's a leader. That's leadership. But I will say, man, as a fan, I was incredibly disappointed in Jimmy Butler and his play. But it got me thinking. I didn't say it out loud. Maybe I did. I don't even remember. I say so much stuff I don't remember. I will say in the um in the, once the the Heat knocked off the Knicks, I had a weird thought watching that series, and I said, "Man, Julius Randle is going to end up in Miami." I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I don't even know how it would happen. But it just feels like that's something to happen, right? That he goes to Miami, plays well, and as a Knicks fan, you think, "Oh, it happened again." <laughs> But Miami needs to add someone or something. They need, watching that series, they need something extra. Now, maybe Tyler Hero is that guy. Maybe Tyler Hero, had he been there, would have solved a lot of their problems. But they felt a man short. I don't know if Tyler Hero is the guy or not. I'm not the biggest Tyler Hero fan. I understand that he's good. But not every good player is like the guy. Like You know what I mean? Like What they needed was a go-to guy. Now, the first thought is obviously everybody and their mama is trying to trade Damian Lillard and trying to get him somewhere. Maybe Miami is a place that he could go. I think he fits in personality-wise. I think to the team, as far as that goes, I think he does fit that. But they need they need someone like that. They need something like that. They needed that this series. They needed another guy. See, Denver had Joker, who can get some points, but then they also had Jamal Murray. Who could also light it up. But then they also had Aaron Gordon, who was big, who was a big body that could get down and take advantage of a matchup and and get some something in the lane. And then they also had Bruce Brown. And then they also had KCP. They also had Michael Porter. Like they all they had somebody else that could could do something. And Miami was missing that. Caleb Martin showed exactly why Jordan said, get the hell out of here. Showed exactly why he was available. Showed exactly why he's not a star. Showed exactly why he's not your MVP. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's that little word called consistent. Can you do it over a long period of time? No, he cannot. Get on the bench. All right. Now. Talk about some fun stuff. So Joker, right? Because you know, after the game, clock ticks to zero. They always go to the star players to see their get their reaction. It's my favorite part of watching somebody win the championship is seeing the reaction. They turn into like little kids, and it's kind of fun. Joker seemingly did not care at all. <laughs> he seemed like he did not care whatsoever. In fact, when he was seeking out the Miami players to, you know, you know, good game, good game, thanks, blah, blah, blah. Hey, it was fun. It, it looked like he was the loser congratulating Miami. He did not care at all. 
post-game. Didn't care at all. In the locker room, celebrating, off to the side, not really, not really into it. I love the quote when he said, the job is done, now we can go home. Loved it. I loved when they asked him about the parade and he said, oh, I want to go home. Loved it. But I started thinking, why? Why do we love it? Then I started thinking, could anyone else get away with that? Could anyone else have gone up there after winning their first title? After after winning a title in general and, and basically seeing like, I don't care. Could anyone have done that and gotten away with it? Or would we, be, would we be passing tons of criticism on that person if they were to do that? See, what I thought was I... I I compared him to, unfortunately, we have to do this. I compared him to LeBron. And I said, if LeBron had won a title and got up there and said, oh, yeah, you know, job's done. I just want to go home. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. Fine. Yeah, I just want to go home. I think we would be lighting him up. I think we'd still be talking about how annoyed we are that he seemingly doesn't care. See, Joker is not from America. And he's foreign, and like so, maybe like that's why we accepted to be like, all right, well, he's not from here. But in America, where we take sports so serious, where you have people spending large percentages of their income to go to games, where they're gambling on games, where we scream and call into radio stations, where guys like me are making sports podcasts, us. Where we get on here and scream and yell, cry, break TVs when our teams lose, climb up flag poles, flip, set fires. Where we do all that in America where sports mean everything. Are we, we're just okay with this guy who seemingly doesn't care as much as you do? There is a guy right now in Denver who, after they won that game, was crying, was Thanking God was besides himself. Called out of work the next day. Said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Was, could not believe the fact that he just saw his team win a championship. He cared more than Joker did. There is no way an American born player could have had that reaction and we would just be okay with it. No way. Impossible. (laughs) I thought it was funny. And I thought it was important. He put it in perspective. Like, look, like, you know, everybody hates their job. (laughs) Like, are you saying you hate playing the NBA? No, he's just saying, look, it's fun. Yeah, we won. Great. Great. But I'm still, I'm excited to go home to my family. I'm excited to go hang out, have fun, relax, rest. Yes, we won the championship. Yes, it's fun. Yes, after the parade, you know, he had way more fun, probably than he even thought he would. And enjoyed it and had a moment to really sit down and reflect. But I love the reaction. I was just saying it's weird to me because I feel like in a society where um, we've we've constantly talked about how these guys don't care 
How could they be laughing after losing? No, you need to care. It just seems weird to me that this guy seemingly doesn't care at all. And we all thought it was funny and charming. You know, what great perspective. Just feel like it's a little phony. Hey, bruh, you won a championship. You made some people's lives. There's some old person right now that was hanging on just to see the NBA Finals and then said, Father, take me. (laughs) So now let's talk about uh, can they repeat? Because, you know, that's always the first question that comes up like four hours after the game. Can they do it again? Um, can they? Sure, they could. Will they? Absolutely not. I don't think so. I don't think so. I just, I just think, like, could they? Yes. But let's, again, let's not pretend, let's not pretend like this team was untouchable. Let's not pretend like this team was unbeatable. Let's not pretend like Miami didn't have some games where, like, hey, bruh, had Jimmy Butler shown up, Miami could have stole some of them games. Even game five should have been Miami's, if not for some boneheaded plays by, again, Jimmy Butler. So I, 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 I would, if you're giving me Denver or the field next year, I'm taking the field. I'm taking the field, you know what I mean? I don't think they could repeat. I think this was a great magical run i guess it wasn't even a great run it was like it was okay like it was okay <laughs> like i didn't i didn't see i didn't like the whole you know the after the parade the mike malone's talking crazy you know talking you know the owners talking about hey, he became the lakers daddy like bro come on come on like are the lakers now that that's the no, stop. Come on. Come on. Keep it together, bro. So can they repeat? My answer is yes, they can. Will they repeat? No. I'll take the field. But now here comes my specialty being wet blanket guy. Being the guy that comes in and rains on your parade because everyone's riding high. And I got to come in and it seems like I'm trying to tear somebody down. I'm not. I'm just giving you, putting things in their proper perspective let's settle down on all of the joker and where he ranks all time and this was one of the all times finals let's be honest with each other here let's be real honest if we're talking about joker and why you think he's doing things we've never seen before no he's not you know what he's doing he's doing one single thing one single thing he's getting assists that's it that's it. That's it. You know what separates Joker from every other big man in history? He just gets more assists. That's it. He don't block shots. He don't he don't get more he doesn't get rebounds at a clip we've never seen. He doesn't score at a clip we've never seen. He's not a good defender. He literally just gets assists. More assists than other big men usually get. He got a triple double. You want to know why guys don't get triple doubles big men? Because they don't get a bunch of assists. That's all. Hey, how great was this finals? I don't know. In 2001, Shaq averaged 33, 16, and 5. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that's right. Shaq, 33 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists. I'm sorry. If so, if he had gotten 9 assists, like, he would be Joker. Actually, Joker was, no. 33 and 16? Nah, bro. 
36, 12, and 4. Tim Duncan averaged 24, 17, and 5 in 2003 against the Nets. Anthony Davis, just in the Western Conference Finals, averaged 27 and 14 against Joker. I don't even like AD. But let's not pretend like Joker is some like unstoppable force. Like, wow, where does he rank all time? He's not better than Olajuwon. He, I, I, is he better than than David Robinson? I don't think he. I don't think he would have success against David Robinson. I think Alonzo Mourning would give him trouble. I. He's not doing nothing with Shaq. He ain't doing. He, Tim Duncan, I think, is eating his lunch too. Look, Joker is a really good player. Joker has a lot of skills and fluidity offensively, but he gives you nothing on the defense. Any good big man throughout the history. Wilt Chamberlain, are you kidding me? What is what is Joker doing versus Wilt Chamberlain? I'm sorry, what is he doing exactly? He ain't stopping a damn thing. Wilt Chamberlain's putting up 60 and 30. <laughs> what are we talking about? I love Joker. I love his demeanor. I love his, his weird quirkiness. I love his awkwardness. I love all that. I like his game. I like what he does. I like the way he plays. I like all of that. But let's not pretend like he's an all-time great big man. He's not. If you take away the assist numbers, he ain't like it it's fine. It's fine. Let's be real clear. 2009 Dwight Howard, you think that he's what do you what do you think Joker's doing against that defense? What do you think he's gonna do against a prime Dwight Howard? You don't think he's gonna struggle? Come on now. If you watch this series against Miami, when they were going to the zone, he had so many buckets against guys like Gabe Vincent on him. Smaller guys. Let's just pester him. Like Bam Adebayo is not like a true center who can really do anything. Like it's not no. Joker's good. Joker's really good. But don't sit there and try to tell me that you're taking Joker against Olajuwon, against Shaq, against Chamberlain, against even Yao Ming. Bro, Yao Ming putting buckets on Joker. I'm sorry. Like, because again, we just watched Anthony Davis average 27 points and 14 rebounds playing against Joker. And we saw in many of those games, we said, hey. AD ain't even showing up. He got an easy 27 and 14. Against Shaq, Jokers fouled out quick. He dunking all on his head. Two-piece on his head top. <laughs> so I don't want to come in here and make it seem like I'm trying to rain on nobody's parade. Because, again, I like Joker. But I'm just, I, I know this is what we do. This is what we do. We just saw the finals, so all of a sudden, this is the greatest player of all. He's where does he rank all time against amongst big men now that he's got a championship? Like, I'm sorry, he still don't rank up there yet. No, I'm not putting him above Tim Duncan. Matter of fact, you know who gonna give him some trouble? Uh, Kevin Garnett in his prime. I don't know why I said it like that. Kevin Garnett giving Joker some problems. I don't care what you say. You know what I mean? Like, I I just no, it's no. He's playing in an era where there's not really many big men, and the big men shoot threes all the time, and he's very skilled offensively, and he's a good passer, really good passer, but at the same time, it's like, there's more, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, you go up against some of them other centers who can do something in return, it's going to be a long day for you. You're going to have to play defense, and that's going to take some energy from you, which is going to affect you on the offensive end. 
Stop. Stop overreacting. Now let me overreact to some stuff, okay? Let's let's get off the finals. Congratulations to Denver. Hope your fans are having a good time. Hopefully one day I find out what that feels like to see the Knicks win a championship. Speaking of the Knicks, it's it's the annual link Knicks to every possible trade player out there, every possible free agent. And, and let's talk about, is it finally time for the Knicks to trade for Zion? Zion Williamson, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Remember, remember who you're talking to. It's me. It's me, baby. It's me. I was the guy when the Pelicans signed him to a max and everyone said, you got to re-sign him. My question was, why? He ain't done nothing. He ain't done nothing for you. Oh, but when he plays, man, look at, look at, the, look at the skill, man. Yeah, but when does he play? And when he's not playing, his weight balloons up, which makes me feel like, bruh, you ain't playing. Your only focus should be trying to get back on the court. You should be eating right. You should be working out as much as you can. You should be attacking rehab with a fervor. Like, look at Clay Thompson. Perfect example. A guy who was injured. Was fighting to come back. Was you could see it how badly he wanted to come back. You look at Zion, Zion chilling. Chilling. Getting girls pregnant, getting having side pieces, getting in all that female drama. All that. That's what he's doing. That's what he focused on. Hey, do I want the Knicks to trade for Zion? Hell no. Do I want Zion on the team? Absolutely not. Keep that man far away from my franchise. No thanks. No, I don't care if when he plays, he puts up 30 and 20 and he's physically a freak. I don't care. The dude, they said it coming out of college. He's too big. His his weight is an issue and it's going to cause problems. If you're that young and you're having that many physical ailments, as you get older, it's not going to get better. You're not going to get healthier as you age. No, I'm sorry. Who wants Zion? The Pelicans were dumb for re-signing him when they did to the max. Why? Never would have signed. No, bye. Go. Go somewhere else and be. I don't care. I don't care. Move off him early. So, no. I, I hate that it comes up every year. So-and-so should trade for Zion. Why? Why should the Knicks give up draft picks and young players for Zion, who you can pretty much bet, if I'm a betting man, he's going to miss significant time every year for the rest of his career? I don't want that on my team. I don't need that. I don't need somebody who I can't rely on. Because then when he's out, guess what? Now we got to pick up some D-League kid to fill in in his spot and hope that we could hold it together and be somewhat in contention until he comes back. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, get Zion out of here. Sorry, Pelicans, that's your mess. I'm not taking on that contract. I'm not giving you any valuable assets in return. Hey, you know what? If the Knicks can get Zion for a single second-round pick, 
in like 2029? Sure, let's do it. I'll take the gamble for that. I'm not giving nothing up, but a, a second round draft? Sure, go ahead. You know what? Even if it's a first round draft pick, but it's like 2030, sure, I'll do it. I ain't giving you no more than that. Not giving you a player. Nah, I'll give you Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier in a first round pick to get his eye on here. Sure, I'll do it. I'll take I'll take the risk at that point. No, I won't even. You know what? No. <laughs> I just talk about something. No. Because the point is, even if you come here, I got to pay you max money to maybe not even play. No. No. Absolutely not. I know. I know you're probably thinking, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Zion is like a generational talent. Sure. Sure he is. But if that generational talent is not going to play for me, and the history of Zion thus far has been injury, injury, play a couple games, look great, injury, injury. No, not doing it. I don't got time for that. I don't have time. I don't. I don't need to take the massive gamble. I don't need to try to hit the home run. Denver just won a finals. They just won a championship. Without taking insane swing for the fences type of moves. You have to build a team. You have to build it. You have to have the right pieces. Miami lost 4-1, but you could see they got some pieces. They need to add one or two more things. Not stars, not Zion, not the best player. In the, you don't need that. You need to have a good team. So if I'm the Knicks, if I'm another team, I don't want no parts of Zion. Let Zion play one full season. Let him play one. Let him do it again. Let's see what he can do. Can he be consistently available? I don't think he will. It's the same reason why I say I don't want no parts of Anthony Davis. It's why when you ask me, would you take Julius Randle? Would you trade Julius Randle for Anthony Davis today? Straight up. No, I wouldn't. Because Julius Randle is going to be available. Anthony Davis is not. I'm not taking Zion. I don't want a guy that's not available consistently. I don't want that. I'll take a lesser player who plays hard and shows up every day, gives me max effort, and is available every day over a guy who can be Jordan on any given night, but he ain't going to be there. You only got, like Kawhi Leonard, I don't want no parts of that. I saw a trade, I saw one of those, you know, one of those like, here's a trade possibility, where it was like, uh, it was it was uh, the Knicks, the, the Clippers, and the Blazers. And the Knicks got Paul George, and the Blazers got all these draft picks from the Knicks. Obi Toppin, uh, like not like four players, and a bunch of other stuff. And then the Clippers got Dame Lillard and and something else. And it's like, why the hell would the Knicks trade for Paul George? That's another guy not available, not available enough. Too many injuries. Kawhi Leonard, too many injuries. I don't don't give me a guy at this point. If I'm an owner, I don't want no parts of that. I don't want to be paying these guys max money and then they're not available. I think it's stupid. I don't want no parts of it. Hey, if I'm running the Knicks, don't even don't even call me about Zion. Don't even call me. Not interested. 
Another name that pops up seemingly every year is Bradley Beal. Now look, here's my thing about Bradley Beal is one of those guys who I feel like on paper is really good, but like has to be the least significant player of all time. Like Bradley Beal is good, but like it don't mean nothing. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to describe it, but it just feels like Bradley Beal, yeah, he's good. He's a really good player. And maybe he just doesn't have the opportunity or the stage because he's playing in Washington and like they stink. But Bradley Beal is a name that is also linked to the Knicks as a possible trade partner. And they're saying, man, could you imagine pairing him with Brunson? Oh, my God, da-da-da. And on paper, I feel like, oh, yeah, that does sound really good. He's one of those guys, right? But, like, honestly, how many of us really watch Bradley Beal? How many of us really pay attention to Bradley Beal? How many of us really know Bradley Beal? We don't. We don't. He's just a name of a guy when you look at the box score at the end of the night, he puts up some good numbers, and you're like, oh, Bradley Beal's really good. The insiders, insiders know. And we'll say that he's really good, but like us, us fans, like, nah, we don't really know. But he's a name that's always out there. And uh, to be honest with you, as a Knicks fan, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. He's another guy, though, I feel like who misses a lot of time. But again, like your location, like, is that, you know, I'm in Washington, bro. We suck. If I'm hurt, if I'm tired, (laughs) not in a rush to come back. That might be a situation where, like, hey, bro. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind if the Knicks made a move like that to get Bradley Beal. Depending on what you have to give up. You have, you would have to include R.J. Barrett. I would say, guys, you have to take him. He has to be in the package. <laughs> I want R.J. Barrett gone. I never liked him. Never. Never. He was, he was the guy that like they tried to sell you on draft night. Like, either any one of these guys you get, Zion, Ja, or RJ Barrett, like you are not mad with anyone. Like, the hell I ain't. I am mad I got RJ Barrett. Like, no. You can tell by his face. Look at his face. That's not the face of a star. That's not the face of a of a franchise guy. Like, no. That's the face of like a, uh, you know, just a oh, Andrew Wiggins. The best we can hope for with R.J. Barrett is Andrew Wiggins. The best you can hope for. Unfortunately, the rest of the Knicks team is not good enough to where R.J. can be number three, and that's fine. Maybe if you got a Bradley Beal, R.J. could go to your third, fourth option, and that would work out well, but like, I doubt it. I doubt it. And of course, you know, the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up is James Harden. His name is all over everywhere you see. Uh, reports are that, you know, Philly wants him back, but they're they're going to offer a two-year deal. Um, Houston's offering potentially a three- or four-year deal. He's going to go whoever offers offers him the biggest deal. Um, Kendrick Perkins came out and said that the Lakers, you know, he's going to end up in L.A. with the Lakers. That's a terrible idea. 
this he was linked to the Suns, like a possible reunion with KD and Phoenix. That could be great. Like what? I'm sorry. Who? 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 Can somebody explain to me why anybody wants James Harden? Houston, I understand. We're kind of a young team. We're not very good. We're probably not going to win for a few years. Bring Harden in. He's a fan favorite. He'll draw some interest. Uh, Maybe we can get some good play out of him and we could win a bunch of games and get into the postseason and get some postseason revenue. I get that, kind of. But if I'm Philly, why do you want James Harden back? Why? Why? He's old. Plays old. Doesn't show up in big games when you need him. Game six and seven, no show. A trip to the conference finals right in your lap. Here, take it. Take it. Boston was handing it to you, and James Harden kept giving it back. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. This is far enough for me. Why would you want him? Why would you want him? I don't understand. I don't understand. If I'm not winning with you, then why are you here? (laughs) Why are you here? If James Harden's not winning games for you, if he's not the catalyst to a championship, then why are you here? NBA fans, you guys have to explain to me, why why are you so married to these names and that these guys, because their reputation, you gotta have them. Why? See, a guy like Damian Lillard, I understand you trying to trade for him because that's a guy who is in a place where you know your team's not good enough. But Dame Lillard's not cheating you. You're not worried about Lillard showing up. You're not worried about Dame showing up in the big spot. You know. You know he can deliver in that spot. You've seen him do it. So yeah, get him on a bigger stage. Get him with a better team. We feel like he can add something. James Harden has been from place to place to place to place and has added nothing but headaches and drama. Nothing. You... This past season is the season where the Sixers needed to say, hey, look, you fired Doc Rivers. Why? You thought he wasn't a good coach? Is that what you think? Because he was good enough to get that team right to the doorstep. If Joel Embiid and James Harden show up for Game 7... Your team is in the conference finals against Miami. Your team potentially wins the conference finals and gets to a finals. And again, when you're talking about matchups, that would have been a better matchup for Denver. Joel Embiid is a better is a problem for Joker. But you couldn't get there. Why? Because Embiid didn't show up and James Harden didn't show up. So why, oh why, oh why do you want to sign this guy back? Why are you bringing him back? Kick rocks, James Harden. I'm out on you. 
talk about Phoenix because it's not gonna happen. But just the idea that somebody even thought that to bring it up. You think James Harden could play with KD and Booker? What? No, we don't even have to pretend like we're gonna act like there's a reason. Like we have to give reason. No, it's not gonna work. To the Lakers? No. You know who he is? A higher paid D'Angelo Russell. He's going to give you the same damn thing. A guy who, yeah, when he gets hot, boy, can he light it up. But uh, is he getting hot? No. 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 But Yeah, y'all seen James? Hey, yo, y'all, y'all seen James Harden? Where he at? That's what's going to happen. He's going to disappear. And then he's going to hide behind, this coach sucks. <laughs> I don't like the coach. Yeah, you don't like the coach because the coach is telling you the reality. Like, bro, you're not him no more. You're not that guy no more. Pass the ball. I I'll, I, I don't understand it. People they keep recycling. Uh, what's his value? Nothing. No value. He wants a max contract? For what? Just because? I'm James Harden. Yeah, but you ain't doing nothing for me. You are not adding any value to my team. In fact, you are a liability. Now I'm going to pay you top dollar, hand you my franchise, and hope what? This time will be different? James Harden's not about winning. Which is why he's going to go to whoever pays him the most. He's not about winning. He never was about winning. Which is why he left and was going to leave OKC. Because he knew he had more value. So he was going to get his value. Fine. You're young. You want to start. You want to play more. You want to do all. I get that. Fine. I'm not mad at you. He got traded. Fine. I'm not mad at you. But when you got to Houston and they started making moves to build a team and you failed over and over. Individually, he failed. Then you wanted to force your way. I want to go to Brooklyn. I want to go to Brooklyn. And the moment Brooklyn got tough, the moment there was adversity in Brooklyn, what did he do? I want to get traded. I want out of here. I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to be here no more. Then he went to Philly. And what happened in Philly? That heat got turned up against Boston this year. And right, right on time, here comes James Harden not showing up again. James Harden's not about winning. The same criticism they have about Ben Simmons, where Ben Simmons don't really care. Ben Simmons not really about it. Ben Simmons, Harden's no different. In fact, Harden's probably worse because you see, you know Harden can. You know he can. He just doesn't. So get him out of here. You're a fool if you want to get James Harden on your team. Lastly, before I go, I do have to touch on something that uh, was a total shock to me when when I'm waking up Monday morning and they're talking about the brawl that happened at the Floyd Mayweather fight. I thought it was a joke. I didn't even know Floyd Mayweather fought. Did anybody know? Like, what? What? Against John Gotti. I don't even know who that is. 
I'm going to be honest. I have no idea who that is. Not even in a disrespectful way. I just don't know. Is he a boxer? Like, legit? Is he, like, just starting? Like, is he an influence? I don't know who he is. I don't know. What, what is this? It, but it was chaos. And the question now becomes, is what are these exhibitions starting to do? Are they, at what point, if not already, are they starting, are they going to, like, affect his legacy? I don't know. But what I will say is these exhibition fights are kind of yucky. They're kind of yucky. And I understand, like, if you were going to give me a couple million dollars to do something that I'm great at that I don't even have to really try at, like, sure, take, yeah, get your money, fine, get your money. But I, I guess at some point it's like, when is enough enough? Like, what game are you playing? I, I just think I just think it looks bad. Because, again, I think your name, the F- Floyd Mayweather, at, you know what? You know what it is? It's like, it's, it's like this. With each generation, it, I'm trying to think of how to word it. I'm trying to think of an example, actually. You know what? Perfect. I got the perfect example. For me, in my age group, if you ask me who's Bruce Jenner, I'll say, oh, he's the guy that was married to one of the Kardashians and da-da-da. What did he do? I have no idea. I have I have no frame, no idea that he was like a, 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 a decathlon, tricathlon, whatever that is. Like he was like a great athlete. I had no idea. I had no idea that he was somebody. Before the card, I had no idea. That was way before my time. But in my time, I've seen him as he was that guy, and then he transitioned into Caitlyn, and that's Caitlyn Jenner now. Sports career doesn't exist to me. I have no idea. For these younger, that's probably a bad example. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a guy who was some Charles Barkley, perfect example. For for younger kid, Charles Barkley's just that guy on you know, on TNT, on on the NBA show. That's Charles Barkley. Yeah, he's funny. They have no idea that Charles Barkley was a great basketball player. Like their their frame of reference of Barkley is that. For some kids now, Floyd Mayweather is going to be that guy who does this. They're going to have no reference for the fact that he was one of the greatest boxers of all time. He will now be associated with this, and his legacy will be this for a whole generation of people. Whereas a guy like Mike Tyson is still revered as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time because Mike Tyson didn't go start doing all the silly stuff. Even the movies and all that other stuff, there's still an air of like, no, we still respect. Like, we still put that for, he didn't tarnish anything. At some point, Floyd Mayweather is making it to where I'm Floyd Mayweather and I will be known for doing these exhibitions. More so than being known as one of the greatest fighters of all time. You might say it. You might say TBE, but nobody really under nobody really looks at it that way. Nobody values it that way. I guess is what I'm saying. I'll say the same thing I said before. Floyd, like, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? These are glorified sparring sessions. These are over produced like 
choreograph like it's just not I mean I again it, it's hard to say if you were getting millions of dollars I guess why not like I'm gonna keep doing it but at some point it's like man like it can't only be about the money so maybe maybe the truth is is that Floyd still wants to fight but he physically knows that he can't get up to that level of like real fighting so he kind of takes his exhibition so he can kind of feed that beast maybe it's more of a sad story of like look here's a guy who just doesn't want to leave the sport but knows that he can't compete in the sport so he has to like do these halfway things i don't know maybe it's more maybe it's more that maybe it's more sad i don't know i don't know that's my time y'all look i appreciate y'all coming through i apologize for the late upload this week but like i said i got some stuff going on in the old personal life some good things all good things uh family stuff but we had to do it a little later this week but i came i saw and hopefully conquered um listen follow me on all social media platforms at cyber underscore pod that's s-i-b-r underscore p-o-d on all social media platforms check out the youtube cyber network s-i-b-r network we got some uh good content stuff posted up there multiple times a week follow on there join the cyber family i thank you i appreciate you i'll catch you next time